I said, what you know about it? It's the stool, baby. Got the knees in plus. Young stool, baby. And the room a lot. Hello, hello. You're listening to The Stew. I'm Jason Stewart. This is my food podcast. <laughs> That's the start right there. Hello, hello. You are listening to The Stew. My name is Jason Stewart. This is my food podcast. Uh, say hello, Andre. Hello. <laughs> it's like you've done this before. Uh, I have done this before. My brother, Chris Stewart, is not here. R.I.P. R.I.P. Stewie. He's busy working. He's busy making the bun mees. In the hot LA weather right now. Woo, I that tell you. This has to be cooking. 48 in Lancaster, 84 in, <laughs> at LAX. Uh, I two, didn't realize the consequences of agreeing to a daytime podcast in an unair conditioned house. 29 yeah, yeah. after the hour. Uh, it is really hot. I'm sorry about that. But these are the dog days of food podcast. Food pasta casting of you'll the pod. That, you'll edit that in post. I will not. We'll fix that. I'm willing to do one take. Say hello, Zach Brooks, our old podcast pal. Hello, Zach Brooks, our old podcast pal. We got a motorcycle driving by. Favorite guest. Yeah, so you're happy just, to see him back. Yeah, it's like when you listen to another podcast and and there's always a guest that they bring on just because it's it's just you're, you're just playing you're like the Don, that, you're like the Don Rickles nothing better to do you're when, the Don Rickles of the stew right yeah, now. yeah when nobody else e- emails back or calls back <laughs> and <laughs> hopes are, are nigh <laughs> you're always around no but like you know sometimes it can be a struggle with the guest and, and with you it's just like throwing the softball around these yeah, are the ones oh, I look forward yeah, to oh, oh I thought you meant struggle to get guests and with me it's just like Oh yeah, yeah, you've got nothing better. Yeah, it's you're, always a yes. You're wide open. Always a yes for me. Mm-hmm. That's that's fun though. Always that's... wide open for a little nibble. <laughs> we had to promise him an uh, orange chicken burrito from the Pan Express test. I wish that was. I here, wish that was promised. I did used... this. I did this for a coffee bean iced tea. That's right. Got mm-hmm. him on the cheat today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So I just got back from New York City. I did some food explorations there. I did try Shake Shack finally, and I got uh, I got the regular cheeseburger. Sure. I got the Chicago hot dog. Okay. Nice cheese fries. Whoa. And uh, and Sam, my girlfriend, got uh, just the regular hamburger. And when is, you, is it like a whiz or is it like a grated cheese melted? It's like a whiz, but it's a house-made whiz. Yep. And like it, it is really good. The cheesy crinkle-cut fries are really good. Yeah, I bet. The burger is really good. Mm. The bun is really good. Mm. I don't know if I like it as much as In and Out yet. And it's weird that when you when you order just the regular hamburger, it's literally just bun and meat, mm. and that's I it. Even, I don't even know what that is. If no. you just order like a hamburger, just one hamburger, it's, and it costs like like McDonald's style, like yeah, two like pickles a, and a squirt of mustard or something. Yeah, like the most basic thing. But I mean, it how much is it? I don't know. It's maybe like fourteen dollars, two, two, three <laughs> bucks. But it's literally just meat and bun. Yeah, who I don't know who would do that. My brother would. There's a, there's a, there's some burger purists out there who don't want anything on it, so it doesn't take away from the meat flavor. Well, I, but you got to have cheese. I agree. See, I agree with those people. I'm not a big lettuce. Yeah, and but cheese guy. is the number one flavor. Um, mac, mac, 
Masker. Okay, but I think no, no. Yeah. I don't see. I don't agree. I think it's a flavor enhancer, especially when you talk about burgers. Like there's certain things that mayonnaise enhance, is a flavor enhancer. Well, Boom. but I feel like I feel like cheese just enhances that burgery flavor. Grilled onions enhances that burgery flavor. I'll go grilled onions. Lettuce I'm not going to give you cheese yet. Lettuce and tomato. That's there to cut the burgery flavor, mm-hmm. make the burgery flavor taste. Cleaner, as they say here in Los Angeles. Ba- yeah, balance a, it out. Yeah. Well, it's the to ba- for balance, which it's is the quality yeah. and size of the leaf and cut of tomato because it's also texture. Sure. What mm-hmm. do you mean texture? Well, like really texture? I mean. Well, I don't. I'm a hamburger guy. Don't like cheese, and I get a very big sad face if it's just meat and bread. Like I like a heavy layered, nice crispy lettuce. Well, meat and bread well, is sad, but how about slice. cheese? But cheese, you gotta have the cheese. Yeah. Need no, that I mean, cheesiness. Maybe a blue cheese once in a while, but blue cheese. What a, we got sand. You near. I'm, on, I'm a man. cheese really? man as well, but I I know a lot of people no. who are not a fan of cheese. Are no cheesers, no cheese right here. We're talking about the Jews, <laughs> <laughs> but also you know it really depends on the quality of the meat. If yes. you if your if your meat quality is not the best, then you don't need. Then it's okay to mask it. But you know if you go to a restaurant and you order like a dry aged ribeye, you probably are not going to get it served with a bunch of onions on top. You don't know me. <laughs> don't you don't you tell me what I like and don't yeah. like. <laughs> but you're not gonna mask it. You're gonna put a little salt and pepper and a little butter on it and let that yes. let that cow sing. Wait, 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 butter, but what do you mean? So what's the hu- what's the what's the difference between butter and American cheese? Because I'm not talking like oh. cheddar jack. I'm not talking like Interesting. I'm not talking like well, they're all not they're I'm not, not mutually I'm not even, exclusive. I'm not even either. talking about Swiss cheese or some like really strong like a blue cheese. I'm not, I'm talking about American cheese. A like neutral. hamburger like a cheeseburger. Like right. when you go to a fast food restaurant, you order a cheeseburger, mm-hmm. that's what you're getting. It's burger Orange cheese that doesn't have like a really strong not flavor. a ton of flavor. Yeah, so I mean, so what's the difference really between that and butter? Not a huge difference. I guess that that is correct. I mean, American cheese when it's melted is not too far away from melted butter, but also you can get like super good butter. I, b- I believe the judge has spoken. <laughs> <laughs> the judge has decided. Well, I, I all think- American cheese is like processed chemical. Unless you're like making it yourself with xanthan gum and stuff like that or whatever, but and depending on how quickly it cools, you know, it's going to take a different texture. It's going to be a little off-putting. I mean, well, we're not a cold arguing. slice of we're Americans not- nasty. If you have like a nice like we're not layer a lot of people of like it. Warm yeah, but we're, we're not arguing about how the burgers taste like an hour later. Right. You know, you get your fast food burger, you shove it in your face. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, even done poorly, I need to trust the place to cook the cheese well. But yeah. I mean, I, I do agree. I mean, if uh, I don't know, I mean, I, I don't know. I still think Shake Shack is a better burger. It's a better burger than In and Out Burger. If you're just the burger itself, I think when you're comparing those two burgers, a better burger is such a small. It's such a lateral move in the overall quality of those two burgers that it's more. To me, it's just more preference. Well, like you're not me, talking about like a fresh ground burger from Comsa with like three different cuts that have been sourced by the chef. I mean, you're basically like taking a very thin patty and a decent bun and good ingredients, and they're fairly lateral. So, but I but I think that but see that's I think that Shake Shack's I think that Shake Shack 
I think In and Out Burger, the sum of its parts is phenomenal. I love In and Out Burger. I would never, and I'm not saying I would choose Shake Shack over In and Out Burger every time. I mean, In and Out Burger is half the price. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're going to break down the components, I think that Shake Shack's actual burger is better quality meat. And I think they take much greater care in preparing the burger. Like the things they do are more similar to a Comsa burger than to a McDonald's hamburger. I might, Whereas I, I think in an out burger in an out burger is more similar to McDonald's. Well, I think that I think it That's depends. I think with Shake Shack yeah, I think I'm gonna disagree with that because the thing with In N Out is it's so uniform across the across the board. You can get it in Las Vegas or in Fresno or in Hollywood and every single In N Out is in pristine condition. Everything is exactly the same everywhere. The, the food tastes the exact same. And when I went to Shake Shack, I noticed it was not there was not a lot as much of that going on. There you was mean uniformity. Um, the the kitchen and the, the yeah, but like the kitchen itself was not looking like it was full of a bunch of people who were really really trying to put out this perfect careful product as much as In and Out is. Well, wait, but I mean In and Out. Are you talking about the? Are you talking about a? I mean, you're talking about a corporate structure that's been in place for decades. You well, know? I'm, so I'm, I mean, do you think that? Do you think that In and Out is like hiring and training their employees like better than In than Shake Shack? I mean, I don't know what your point I is. Kinda, I, I think my point is that I feel like the the food that I got at Shake Shack is is going to vary more wide widely with each visit compared to in and out so like you might get a really good shake shack burger and then the next time you go if somebody else makes it it's it might not be as good or it might be better but what do you think the reason is for that i don't know what the reason is and and it's also impossible to reach that in and out level of of discipline i feel like nobody I mean, no other place has that. Even like a fine dining restaurant, almost has that infrastructure in place. Maybe well, like- but I think you're well, but you're talking about you're just talking about a fast food machine that has existed for so long that they now have it mm-hmm. kind of nailed down perfection. Whereas yeah. Shake Shack is just getting started. I mean, you talk about the number of number yeah. of locations, and you know, so first I'd say you have to give it time. But my my argument. And I've heard people make the consistency argument with Shake Shack. But what I'm saying is if you take that out of the equation, the way that Shake Shack is training people to make a hamburger, like the way they would ideally like it to be made every single time, to me is far superior to the In-N-Out Burger way of making a hamburger. The idea Shake Shack, first of all, you're starting with better quality meat. They're mm-hmm. pressing it down onto the uh, – to the – to the griddle Flat top. to get a sear. Like that's the point of a Shake Shack burger. You get mm-hmm. this great crust on both sides mm-hmm. and then it's salted. Mm-hmm. Like it is salted. It is, it's seasoned mm-hmm. in a way that in and out burger is not. Now, once you put the sauce and the cheese and the lettuce and the tomato and the bread and everything all together, I think in and outs end product is great. I mean, there's no, I have no bad things to say about mm-hmm. in and out burger. Um, it's also half the price of Shake Shack. So mm-hmm. they're not going to compete with each other for that. Like In-N-Out Burger and McDonald's compete with each other. 
All right, mm-hmm. In and Out and Shake Shack, I think is they will not, when they come out here. Well, but I don't see. I don't think they will, and I think that that's why they're opening in West Hollywood right. and not like by the airport. Mm-hmm. Well, what, what you're I mean? saying, I think they're opening in West Hollywood in a place where people are not going to mind paying twelve dollars for right. a burger, fries, and a shake. Whereas In and Out Burger is super popular. Not just because it appeals to guys like us who just love burgers and fries and think that In-N-Out is the best, but it also appeals to the segment of the regular population that wants a burger, fries, and a soda and only wants to pay five bucks for it. Those people are never going to go to Shake Shack over In-N-Out Burger, and that makes up a huge part of In-N-Out Burger's business. They're not a gourmet burger place. They're not a place just for people with money. They are a fast food hamburger place equivalent to mcdonald's and the people who eat there acknowledge that i want to eat at a fast food place that's super cheap but i want it to be real food i disagree because what you described you know what you described i agree sounds like a, a quantifiably better burger it's not what i've eaten at shake shack what you just sold me on is a fantastic burger the sear the crust that i didn't taste that at shake shack so let me give me that burger, and I'm going to agree with you 100. percent I didn't taste that the very first time I ate at Shake Shack either, yeah. and I think a lot of people go to In and Out Burger and don't taste the greatness of In and Out Burger the first time either. I've haven't heard, I've heard one yet. I've haven't heard, heard one I've, yet. I've heard that? a lot of people go to In and Out Burger from New York or from wherever where they've been hearing about In and Out Burger forever, and then they go and they're just like, Pretty "All good. right, whatever." Yeah, it's just yeah. it's a, just a good fast food burger. And then you say, "Well, wait, you have to understand." This is like the McDonald's of L.A. Like, if you can imagine getting this. How dare this you? Insta- yeah, I just, I just no, no, I'm saying. McDonald's imagine, out of no, no, this equation. If you can getting. No, but I think that that's what makes In-N-Out Burger so tremendous is that it is the it is the equivalent of McDonald's. It is the same kind of place, same price point, mm-hmm. and yet the quality of the product is so much better. Mm-hmm. It's real food. So if you want a hamburger, fries, and a soda for five bucks – you put that meal up against Wendy's, McDonald's, Burger King, right. and there is no competition. No, co- I mean, that's what makes In-N-Out Burger so amazing. Not the fact that you take a bite and you're like, this is the best hamburger I've ever eaten right. in my entire life. Sure. And you certainly don't say that about the fries. No. Which are a whole I'm not going to argue argument. fries here. Right. That's, that's yeah, no, right. not going to so, defend those. But that being said, I mean, taken all together at that price, and I don't even mind the fries. like. I like the fries. Like I don't. I so you're saying I need to go back to Shake Shack? No, I'm just saying that like if you lived in a city where Shake Shack was your daily burger, right? That I think over time you start to realize like fuck, you know, man, this really in that bun is so fucking good. And bun is once amazing. you lower your expectations, where it's not this thing, and I think people on the West Coast do it for In and Out, people on the East Coast do it for Shake Shack, right? Talking about this thing like it's the second coming of whatever. Sure. And the truth is, it's a fucking fast food hamburger. And, you know, it's not yeah. like there's only so much that, you know, only so far you can take it. And In N Out Burger takes it as far as they possibly can for the price that they charge. And Shake Shack takes it just a little bit farther and it's more expensive. Right. Like, but, but it's all, but also I think the Shake Shack problem might be that it's a tweener burger. There's like it's in between fast food and a that's kind of a gourmet it. burger. It's like it's halfway between a, an umami burger and so it's kind of it's kind of tough. Like it's it's kind of like when you get a sometimes you want it to be a little bit dirtier when it comes to certain foods and dirtier is in quotes. Like the the greasy taco truck taco is better than 
another taco that's made exactly the same with higher quality ingredients. Sometimes things, certain foods taste better with shittier ingredients. Sure. Because and, of whatever magical thing happens. Yeah, and I don't think Shake Shack is a slam dunk in L.A. Mm-hmm. I'm really curious to see what happens. I think the fact <clears throat> that they're opening in West Hollywood is hugely informative. I like, think it'll do really well. <laughs> I just have to assume it'll do well. I mean, would you have assumed that Umami Burger would do well in New York? Mm. I don't, I, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I do. Yeah, okay. yeah I would. Because I don't think it is. And it's not doing well? I don't think so. Okay. Um, Hopefully now, it's not doing well anywhere. Well, <laughs> yeah. that is... That, I yeah, think that's I'm also true. not a fan, I but... Think, I think that might be hype. true. No, I think you're right. I, yeah, I think um, it's taking a little... I think that Shake Shack... I mean, the real question is, is, these businesses are based on really high volume. Like, yes. all of them. in and out Shake Shack, like these fast food things. And so I think part of the reason maybe why Shake Shack is so successful in New York or some of the other cities they've opened in is because what you see as an in-between burger... New York sees as a, a, pretty, a pretty cheap... Uh, yeah, for New York. I mean, for New York, it yeah, is the price of a regular lunch. Like You cannot point. get yep. a cheaper lunch in Midtown than that. Yep. Like, there aren't... I mean, yes, there are McDonald's and Burger Kings. They are more expensive in Manhattan than they are in other places. Yeah, but I, wasn't, I wasn't talking tweener price-wise. I was talking tweener ingredient quality-wise. Well, I think that it's still... I mean, it's still a fast food burger. You get the mm-hmm. you get the cheese and the. It's, I mean, it's freaking. Right. It's freaking. Uh, freaking uh, look, look at this fucking uh, guy over here. It's freaking. It's, uh, it's freaking uh, frozen uh, crinkle cut fries. Come on, man. frozen like, crinkle cut fries. And they're I mean, delicious. But the thing, one fries are way better. One closing note, I will if you say, like crinkle cut fries. But a lot of people criticize them for their fries because they wish they did real potatoes like In and Out Burger does. Oof. No. Yeah, that's uh, but one one thing I will say in closing, so we're not <clears throat> a bunch of guys talking about Shake Shack and In and Out for an hour. Um, you can get a glass of rose at Shake Shack or a draft IPA beer, and that part is pretty awesome. That is good. On to Del Taco versus Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> no competition. Case closed. No competition. Um, yeah, I need to I need to eat Shake Shack a few more times, and then we'll really get down to biz. Um, also, in New York, I went to El Rey. Have you heard of that? Mm-hmm. It's like it's like the squirrel of New York, sort of. But it's like Bon Appetit, and all these other things are calling it super awesome, and they're loving it. Have you you've never heard of it? No, and Squirrel of New York sounds like a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> Just a rabid knife wielding furry pet running around. <laughs> Isn't everything the squirrel of everything now these yeah, days? That's yes. uh, but, but it, but it really, really um, yeah, that's true. But it really is. It is the squirrel of falafel these days, guys. <laughs> um, but I was I was having a a, a thought where all this food like food media and food press is so Huge and crazy big now that as soon as Bon Appetit does a full page spread on your restaurant, you're about to get Guy Fieri'd in terms of ten times of your ten times the customers are about to show up as soon as that magazine hits a new sense. Right. And this restaurant is literally the size of my living room. Like it is the smallest restaurant I've ever been in my entire life. This like the sink is a, a foot by a foot. They have one burner. And it's, I mean, it's it's so tiny. And so, did it live up to the hype of the praise, or it was, uh, it, or is it more like Alma? It was. <laughs> oh, just dang. kidding! I love Alma. Shots fired. It, it I was, love Alma. 
Mm. I kid, I kid, Alma. It's okay. Yeah, we that's that's why we that's why we food pod, man. Somebody's got to say it. Um, but I I think that when El Rey or Squirrel or all these other places, when they when they're running at the right pace for them, it's really good and I enjoy it. But now because of their huge amount of press and customer fanfare, there's a an hour long wait to go get your you know. Dumb little food. What'd you have? Um, I had a kale salad that was really good. <laughs> it was just a little simple salad. No, tell tell me about salad? tell what me about this innovation. Kale? Never heard of a kale salad, dog. Look, what is uh, this? hey man, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But uh, hey, Buck Rogers, come back <laughs> to the 21st century with your future food. It tell obvious, us what it's like. There was they do some weird things to the. It was a it was a new. Don't tell me they have smoothies in a bowl because <laughs> those are amazing. Come on, dog. <laughs> come on, dog. Um. It was a unique kale salad that I've never had before, and I did enjoy it. I mean, they, and they had like a a falafel kind of thing with some grilled flatbread and some. They do like a lot of veggies and pickle thingies and Mediterranean. Mediterranean. Sounds a lot like the squirrel of New York. <laughs> <laughs> it was, but like I felt so. And they have like, and then my girlfriend got like a little grilled flatbread thing with some avocado slices on it, and then a couple poached eggs, and there was this like really good kind of a green tomatillo salsa thing, and then. Some like pickled shallots, and it was it was a nice little light, little little breakfast thing. But because this place is so busy, the quality of their food I feel like suffers so much, and it's a real it's a real curse. Yeah, like, I don't know what you do about it. And and then I was also talking to a friend of mine who manages a restaurant there called Little Park, and she was talking about how they just got, which is an amazing restaurant. I just ate there; it's super good. But she was talking about how they just got. Two stars um, in the Times, which is solid. Um, and they did not get three, but they were glad they didn't get three because that's also a curse. It's, it's like you're about to get hit by so many people who are going to come and judge you, and and it's really going to affect your your quality. So it's kind of a bummer. It's like when it, and it, it is the Guy Fieri effect, no, it's where a, it could end up shooting yourself in the foot. It's a conversation of expectations because I I do love kale salad. If I had to wait in line for a kale salad, I can't imagine what that <clears throat> kale salad would be. Right. Unless it was served on top of like it was an a aged, it was aged a New York. But <laughs> it's like, I, yeah. Um, and I think Squirrel's great, too. And maybe not to bring it back to Shake Shack, but when you're told something so good and you have to wait an hour in a line, and it's probably something you can make at your house in mm-hmm. an hour or so with the same ingredients, yeah. to a certain extent, you're going to be disappointed. But do you think there's going to be a change where restaurants are going to start refusing press? Like a, a speakeasy kale no. salad spot in no. New York? No, because I think that listen, like I think that places that places with great chefs that you know are, are going to be able to adapt to they'll, they'll having, make it work. Crowds, yeah, and I think that you know, squirrel. If if Squirrel is too crowded to the point where it doesn't make it worth it, then people will stop going. Yeah. And it'll go back to being a neighborhood place. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think that I, – I think that in the end, like, Squirrel – the quality of cooking at Squirrel really is as good as everybody says it is. Yeah. And so I think that they've been able to endure, adapt. You mm-hmm. know, they expanded mm-hmm. um, and, you know, worked it out within their business model. I think that, you know – the problem is, is when places get hyped that really weren't 
hype. Right, really right. weren't worthy of that kind of hype to begin with. Mm-hmm. And they end up, you know, people just end up incredibly disappointed, not because the place is getting slammed and can't put out proper product. Because any good restaurant with a good business model and a good kitchen mm-hmm. and a good staff is going to be able to adapt. Right. Like, I mean, if you have lines, you got lines. People yeah. don't want to wait, they don't wait. I, ju- like, I just, I really felt bad for them because you you look in Bon Appetit and they're just, this is the best place. It's our favorite restaurant. We love it so much. And then people from all over the world are going to see this. And when they go to New York, they're going to be like, I wanted to go to this place. And I felt so bad for the owner because I was just looking at him and there's a line at the door and he's having to yell at everybody in line saying like, just so let you guys know, the food is going to be 50 minutes to come out right now. And it, I, I and like the food, you could tell that the food would be so much better if it wasn't like like wasn't that long of a line. And I really felt bad for the guy. Like everything is finally happening for this restaurant, and it's so awesome. And then it's hurting the quality of his product. I feel less bad for his line around the block. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, that's a that, yeah. It's kind of. But I know I, I totally agree. It with just what you're seems saying. so. I, I just, think if you're gonna, I think if you're going to, if. There's anybody I feel bad for, it's the people that are willing to wait an hour for something. <laughs> they, you know, that that's something as simple. Now, listen, if it is the best barbecue in the world and you're, you know, and you un- walk into it knowing that you're going to have to wait three hours in a lawn chair, you're going to have to get there at eight in the morning and you understand and that's the deal you've made and you go mm-hmm. and you do it, then maybe that's worth it. Sure. But if you're waiting an hour in line for... Like a, fr- a freaking kale salad or a, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I just feel like, and a, and a yeah, I feel like, you know what? Like, <laughs> like I don't go to squirrel on Saturday and Sunday mornings. Like no. I have kids. Like I'm not, I don't, I, got I don't, kids, I don't mess with that shit. Like, <laughs> I got if I'm warrants. Gonna, if I'm going to eat at squirrel, I'm going to try to go at like 11 o'clock on a weekday. Like mm-hmm. after the breakfast rush, before the lunch rush, like there's still going to be a little lime, but at least I'll get a seat. Like, and I don't know. I mean, I think that eventually... It'll adapt. Sure I, hope I mean, so. no one's going to turn down the press. Like, mm-hmm. and if you and if you look at someone like Squirrel, I mean, I don't know. I mean, getting getting on those lists and getting written about is, I mean, that's how people make money in the restaurant industry. You can't make yeah. money at a restaurant doing, yeah. you know, half business. Like, you I need, have, I have especially heard in a place like Manhattan. Like, yeah, I, I've heard stories of people turning down. Diners, drive-ins, and dives, though, because they didn't want that much. But you're talking about businesses. You're talking about exclusively neighborhood businesses that have been in business for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. They run successful businesses that cater to the community. Mm-hmm. And they're, what they're saying is, is, you know what? We built this business for the community. We make a good living from it. We are happy with that. That's why we did this. We're not trying to be a famous chef or be on Top Chef or whatever. And that's those businesses making that decision. But no business that opens today in Manhattan has that luxury. Mm-hmm. Like you're the rents you pay, like you're not making it's money. It's do or die. And you're not making money until you get those two stars from the New York Times. Or if you're a, if you're a place like Squirrel, if she had gotten no press – Building up that spot on Virgil, it would have happened because the neighborhood needed it. Her yeah. rent is her rent is low enough. The neighborhood needed it. They wanted it, and she'd be doing decent business. Mm-hmm. Like, but without that press, it would have been a much slower. Yeah, there's no longer, driving, walk yeah, by traffic. Yeah, so, in yeah, that neighborhood slower, to longer she, climb to profitability. It would have been a way bigger struggle, and 
you know, she's also in a she's in a really low rent. Well, yeah, it was a low rent part of town. Now that sure. Squirrel's so popular for everybody else, it's gonna end up being more expensive now. But, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, speaking of kids, actually, got kids. This is I have some friends who have kids, and when they go out to restaurants, they just have to. They just kind of like give up and go. Like they, if it's the kid, fr- the kid friendly aspect outweighs the quality of the food for them. But for somebody like you, who is a food enthusiast how do you how do you tackle that because i have some friends who are just like babysitter i don't, I don't give a shit about this restaurant as long as like Lock there's like the crayons car. and stuff like that i don't care like it's i'd rather have them not f- fucking up this restaurant well that's how we that's our you just described our friday night so like mm. one of my favorite restaurants in la <laughs> is uh the con- mcdonald's the conveyor belt sushi place on sautel oh yeah so oh, i've yeah. eaten at that conveyor belt sushi place where every plate is $2.30. I've eaten at that place more times than I've eaten at Sujita, like Sujita Ramen, Sujita Sushi, all of those great places on Sautel mm-hmm. combined. Sujitas. Combined. <laughs> like every great place on Sautel. Right. Mm-hmm. We've eaten at that conveyor belt sushi place, you know. Just like, because it's easier with the kids. Because the kids love it, and it's good enough for me, and we'll go on Friday nights, and sure, so... Okay. And then, yeah, when we eat out at nicer restaurants, we is there is there a ball pen at the conveyor belt sushi? Because <laughs> that seems like that so would the be... kid the kids like to see it and they come by and they grab the plate. They and love they... it. They love it. And it's not like every plate is like two dollars and yeah, 50, you know. So it's like if they grab something that they shouldn't have grabbed. It's not like... No biggie. Yeah, no. it's not a huge... And you're like, uh, not the Oni, you little Not the black plate, you son of a bitch. Although when you really do think about it, I'm like, we spent $10 on watermelon last weekend at dinner. Oh, like, yeah. Because the kids are like, ooh, watermelon. Oh. And that's how that place stays in business, by the way. Yeah. Because uh, you're like, oh, man, like, how do they stay in business charging you $2.40 for a soft-shelled crab hand roll. Right. Like, so good. Like, so good. $2.40, amazing. Right. It's because we spent $10 on watermelon, $12 on... Edamame. Edamame, $10 on frozen, shitty uh, dumplings. Uh. Like, you know, How do they dumplings. fit the watermelon on that conveyor belt is what I want to know. <laughs> Heavy lifting. Uh, they, uh, they cube it. They cube it. Into, not not and, cheap. And put it in bowls. Not cheap. <laughs> Okay, well that's that's good to know. Yeah. Um, and then there's always places like John and Vinny's, the new place from uh, yes. John and Vinny, very family friendly. So I've heard. Really? No, it's. Oh, I was like, so fish. But, everyone's, but about? everyone's saying that it is. I'm it's very. This review. That's everyone before they opened was like, this is going to be like a neighborhood red sauce joint, family friendly. Mm-hmm. Uh, like no. bring your kids. Like yeah, it is. I, I or, call I call bullshit on that. Or it's delicious though. <laughs> Food's amazing. Isn't also not. F- I'm not bringing my kids there. The right. 5 p.m. dinner isn't that also kind of like? If oh you can, yeah. If you're gonna do something nice, you're like, yeah. Well, let's get there when they open. Yeah, we've eaten some nice dinners at five o'clock at yeah. at decent restaurants. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, you can do that. So oh. moral of the story: enjoy enjoy your fine dining while I can before pop some kids out. Uh, no, the moral is don't have kids. <laughs> You're like, first off, actually don't get married, yeah. then don't have kids. Yeah, that's the one. You want to do a different podcast, I can be that guy. 
I mean, kids are amazing. Best thing that ever happened to you. Still wouldn't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. Well, it also sounds like when somebody's describing like culinary school or any college, like best thing I did. <laughs> do not recommend doing it at all ever. Do. Do you find surprises about what your kids like and don't like, or has it been pretty much par for the course? Uh, no, I force them to like everything yeah. and shame them when they don't like right. things. There's a lot of crying in I the mean, Zach household. Crazy. <laughs> you don't like that, but it's so good. It's so good. What the shit is well, wrong with you? Well, you're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> well, I think there's an there, – I forget where it was. There's an article I read about, and I think it was referencing the French, and that basically they just uh, – there's a tradition – or the example was that they feed their kids whatever they're eating, and there's just no kids' meals. Yeah, yeah. So That's and, what we do. And so by the time they're 10, they don't have the, I don't like green, I don't like this. They're just I don't like breed. much more accustomed to food <laughs> because they just they don't get chicken fingers, and they cry, and then they get whatever the you know, mm-hmm. parents yeah. are eating, and then they develop a palate that way. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, that's definitely the way to do and it. And they don't have peanut allergy. allergy. <laughs> <laughs> like a beef tartare for lunch, little uh, man. More tartare. Um, yeah, do your kids have any cool loser allergies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our kids have no allergies so far. Because um, you did it right. Yeah. I mean, we... Uh, it's a Obama. Shake Shack burger. Obama, that's why. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I'd like to say that it's probably because, I mean, my wife breastfed all of our kids to like eight or nine (laughs) months. Uh, Mm -hmm. and, uh, she, she like ate, you know, ate everything (laughs) while she was pregnant and, uh, (laughs) and delivered all of them all natural. Oh, okay. No drugs or any shit like that. Grass-fed. Uh, <laughs> Grass-fed mama. And fed them, fed them solid food as early as possible. Okay. Let them eat peanuts like a little earlier. Like didn't like keep them from eating right. peanut butter and shit like that. Honey is the only thing that... that really? Uh, yeah, because of botulism apparently. You're not supposed to let babies eat what? honey. 2015, who gets botulism? Am I right? Um, Lots yeah, of no, kids, it's Jason. definitely no. <laughs> I have no idea. If your kids have allergies, it's definitely your fault. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you are yeah, a yeah. shitty parent. Yeah, absolutely. no, I'm just kidding. I think we got lucky. Whatever. Everybody's different. That's true. I don't know. Well, one thing I have not- been noticing lately is I'm so jealous of children nowadays compared to when we were childrens. Like you, you like the, the thought of me being five years old and getting to go eat sushi is insane to me. Like, I never yeah. got to experience that. Uh, and then, see, I grew up in Miami uh, in the 80s. Yes. So sushi has been available to me as long as I can remember. A lot okay. of Coke. <laughs> a lot of Coke. <laughs> a lot of Coke. <laughs> well, I, I, still, I still remember the first time I, I ever ate sushi. I was like... Uh, like eight or nine years old, and my dad took me, and I remember like the little wooden squares and like these like rolled like he, rice things, and I remember like seeing the the wait staff and the kind of restaurant it was, yeah. seeing the food, and thinking to myself, "This is the weirdest Chinese food we've ever eaten." <laughs> And just looking across the table at your dad in that turquoise T-shirt and that white suit coat saying, Crockett, I'll come here again. My, my dad why was it, black. How did you know? Why is my fried rice so cold? <laughs> well, I, but I, I see it, and I'm, I'm very jealous because you'll see, like, uh, at, the, at the coffee shop by my house, Proof Bakery, super amazing pastries and all that stuff. Kids and, there. And you'll the see a five-year-old kid who is crying when his mom is trying to see, like, which croissant do you want or which, you know, which cannelle or whatever, which which squash galette would you like? I'm and sorry like, that they're out of prosciutto, Josh. Like, I don't want it. I don't want it. 
and like and you're like you're just denying like the best food ever and like and this is what you get to do before you go to kindergarten like before i went to kindergarten i would get like a frozen ego waffle if i was lucky and then that's it and these kids are just their names are matilda and connor and they're they're just they're <laughs> if eating, you're listening f you connor they're eating matilda. better than i am and crying about it and I'm so jealous, but I'm but I look forward to being that parent and and getting my kids some, some turning your kids into assholes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I can't say that I won't be doing the same. But and you don't know what you've got until it's too late. I don't know, man. I had great food. I mean, this is going to surprise you, but uh, I ate a lot of stuff growing big up. Eater? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> big eater, big eater. Get out of here. My Get dad here. Uh, took me to it. eat at all sorts of amazing places. Well, you're that's that's great, but not fan not fancy restaurants. It was all. Well, this might surprise you as well. It wasn't fine dining establishments. Wasn't it was, Joe uh, Stonecrab? It was every food day? courts and uh, hey, ethnic. I've, I've seen the movie ethnic, Chef. Ethnic that's bears. basically your life. That's uh, that's my life. You got to go have a cool beignet when you were five. No, I did not. No, not that kind of stuff. But we got to go. I mean, I grew up in Miami, so we went and ate Cuban food and like mm-hmm. Greek fairs and those good just Jewish deli. Food. Chinese food at food courts. A little bit of Jew, yeah, a little bit of Jew food. Good. Ate that pumpernickels. Good stuff. Shout out Pumpernickel. Yeah, shout out Pumpernickel. That's the name of a place? It is the name of a, an old place, yeah, R.I.P. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why, why is the Jewish deli going by the wayside in the tradition of food? Because every Jews... time I talk to somebody about food and Jewish deli food comes up, it's like, oh, my God, I love it so much. This is my favorite. This is my favorite. And if you take the health equation out of, of, the, of the conversation, if you take out the fact that the majority of it is not healthy food, if, you're, if we're talking about pastrami and, and, and of that ilk. But it's like – and I know Wexler's doing a great job of bringing it back, and it is fantastic at the Grand Central Market. But it just, it just seems such a, a declining staple of what traditionally is fantastic ethnic cuisine. Uh, Jews like to assimilate. They don't want people to know they're Jewish. Right. <laughs> they're hiding. They're denying. Right. They, they, <laughs> they're we, denying we, their hate our, we hate Not ourselves. Not the ones I know, dog. We Not hate ourselves it. and don't want anybody to realize that we're Jewish, even though it's impossible to hide. Yeah. I, 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 put, I put Jewish deli food into the category. Like there's, there's, There are foods that we all love and are so good, but we just forget to eat them for whatever reason. And like fish and chips, for instance. Right. Super delicious. Nobody... Does not enjoy fish and chips, but you know you eat it twice a year, maybe at the most. Right. And I don't. And like a Langer's pastrami sandwich is mind-blowingly amazing. As good as anything in yeah, LA. You can't and take eat, the health. You can't take the health out of it. That's and I eat it once or twice a year. I right. mean, I don't go there all the time. Yeah, you said take the health part out of the equation, but it, that you can't take the health part out of the equation from a. I, business I mean, standpoint, I guess to the ex- so they just don't right. make money. I guess to the extent that the people that I know that love to eat, you know, they oh, most of them eat in moderation, and they'll eat something as on the books as unhealthy as a Langer's nineteen, but it's like they they don't think to eat it in the same way that they do other foods or as often in comparing it to anything like a really intense burger or maybe because Jewish deli fried. food is so expensive. Well. Yeah, for what it true. is, yeah. like like it's it's the less the least amount of bang for your buck visually, not not taste wise, but like when you you get a, a pastrami sandwich from a Jewish deli, it's like sixteen seventeen dollars. I mean, your your yeah. point's a little anti-Semitic, but all right, yeah, it's <laughs> right, valid. Right. It's but valid. I'm saying like, why do you got to bring up the money thing? Yeah, it's. I mean, listen, rents are high, dude, on Fairfax. <laughs> Like what well, do you want? Don't blame us. Blame John and Vinny. We've well, we got the poor boys. For, I'm, I'm for talking 14 about fourteen at Little yeah, Jewel. That's true. 
And, I, I, I would put yeah. that in the same category. But like when you get when you get the sandwich and you spend seventeen dollars on it, and it's the least looking, least appetizing looking yeah. food. Like it's it's meat and some bread, and that's it. There might be a pickle on the plate. And then, you know, like a Subway sandwich looks more tantalizing there. You know, there's all these things going on, and it looks... Right. Well, I was going to say, too, that the, the proliferation of some of some Jewish deli food basically going out to, like, you can get a pastrami at Subway. Not saying it's as good, but it's like the idea of these meats have been kind of absorbed by just sandwich shops and chains everywhere. Where, like, when I want pastrami, I don't think... I'm going to go to Subway. Well, I think you're also... I think, like, I'm going to have strong once in a while, and it's going to be at Langer's, because you're, you're it's so exciting. You're looking at deli food, de- a deli, as if it is something in and of itself, as opposed to part of a larger thing that's completely disappeared, which is the Greasy Spoon Diner. Because that's really all delis are. They are... They, are Jewish versions of those diners where you would hang out, have a cup of coffee, have a sandwich or eggs or whatever. That's what a Jewish deli is. And it's just the Jewish version of something that's completely disappeared. So like there's no American versions of those places anymore either. And the only reason any of them have existed is there are a few that are, whether they're classics or, you know, they own the building or, you know, they've, <laughs> yeah, with, you know, true. whatever it is, they still they probably exist. Own the they got the parking lot <laughs> yeah. across the street. You know, like yeah. the Cantors and Langers still exists, you know, but those places can make money and are filled because they're the only ones of their kind that are still left and they've become these destination places. Mm. But on the whole, people are not eating that kind of food or eating at that kind of restaurant anymore. Sure. That's just because of their fear of getting the gout, yeah. I would assume. Sure, sure. <laughs> Dying an early and, and, death. And also because the food doesn't look as good on Instagram. I mean, yes, that point that you made, Jason, I'm not is talking, also definitely true. I did not mention the word Instagram at all. You I'm, said it didn't look good. The food I'm didn't just look ta- that good. Look, a pastrami sandwich on rye is so delicious, but it's also so plain looking you know there's it's so no frills it's so not exciting looking unless you've had it before like if you're showing the sandwich to somebody who's never had it before they're like what the hell is that it's just like it's not like a bowl of ramen from ramen champ with the adorable watermelon radishes on it exactly where it looks like the greatest thing you've ever seen and ramen uh, champ and then what happens and then then when uh, you taste it and then what happens uh, it just tastes like (laughs) freaking watermelon radishes (laughs) Watermelon radishes, huh? I kid. I kid Ramen Champ. I love Ramen Champ. I just <laughs> ate there for lunch today. Dry noodles. Good. Mazamon did you Instagram noodles. it? I did. Oh, okay. I just wanted to check. Two Instagrams. They're Two? open for lunch. It's big news. Double up. And I will say the Mazamon noodles, the dry noodles, are freaking awesome. That's what they serve for lunch. I've only been for yet. lunch. I had, we went, you and I went, Jason and I went for mm-hmm. dinner They're once really good. Highly recommended. bad, but mm-hmm. we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> um, we did. We should talk about our Coachella eating. Yeah. Thanks to you, I got to eat some pretty good food in the desert. Is it all right? I, I sent. I, I. Oh right, right. I forgot. We had a meal. Yes, we had a meal. That was a good meal at Tureen. 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 Yeah. Tureen's getting good reviews. I haven't really been for like a full proper meal yet. Neither have here I. In LA, but that dinner was great. I felt so VIP getting a sit down served coursed meal with wine in the middle of Coachella. It was like in a tent at the festival? Yeah, they set up a tent with Tureen and then 
They had three pot. restaurants, yeah. Gathering swine, vegetarian restaurant. Wow. It was pretty tight. That sounds great. It's fun. That sounds better than anything I've ever heard described. It was a real oasis. Yeah, it was nice. I mean, if you... If you if you're like you know I would like to take an hour out to sit down and eat like a sixty dollar proper meal, yeah, in between bands, mm-hmm. which, it'll, be, which... it'll be interesting to see how that evolves over the years. With the help is food is the new rock. Yes, yes. <laughs> we don't talk about that podcast. Right? <laughs> yeah, no, just kidding. <laughs> but I, I was talking to my friend there who does the free range fried chicken truck, and he was saying like three day like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. He was just there camping out on site, and all you do is you just you wake up and you sell fried chicken sandwiches all day long until midnight, and then you immediately go to sleep and do it all over again. How did did they make money? And yeah, he he said like it's been like the toughest grind. Like you don't even have time to enjoy yourself. Like at the end, you you're too tired to even crack a beer and and sit down for a minute. But he was like, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to get out of the food truck game and just do the festival circuit because they, they made so much money. Yeah. I mean, the festival circuit is definitely, yeah. Well, first and of like all, Excellent as well. I was talking food, to a yeah, guy Yeah, food there. truck game. I mean, food trucks are stupid. They're stupid businesses. <laughs> There's no, the only reason to start a food truck is if you, uh, is if A, you have a product that you can sell cheaply sell like huge amounts of volume and are willing to work 18 hours a day to make 30 or 40 thousand dollars a year so in other words you like yeah. you want it you're going to be a lonchero right or you're playing long game or you have the kind of money where you can work hard build your brand and then test out the concept to make sure that people want it and then open up a place inside the grand central market yeah. <laughs> and and never drive the truck again like, if that truck made money, wouldn't the Eggslut truck still be driving the streets of L.A.? Sure. I mean, why not operate it? It makes money. Like, but Well, I would say Grand Central Market has eliminated the need for having a food truck nowadays because it's basically the same price probably. For Eggslut. Yeah. For Eggslut. Mm-hmm. But I thought you were talking about the about- dried bean and onion stand. That they started in that food truck, and then the, the preserved chili, the dried chili stand, yeah. started off in a food yeah, truck. Yeah, where you buy and, the bulk beans. And listen, Free Range yeah. did great at Coachella, mm-hmm. and maybe being at festivals is a great model for them, mm-hmm. because you have access to huge amounts of people, and mm-hmm. people see fried chicken sandwich, and it's the kind of thing... It's a fried product. ...that you want to is... eat at a festival, where you're like, yeah, fried chicken sandwich. It like, doesn't take, you know... It's not, it's, not a, a, it's not a hard sell. Whereas if they opened a free range LA in Grand Central Market, mm-hmm. mm, I don't know. Right. What do you think? Like right, right. you think like how many fried chicken sandwiches can you eat in a week? Like how many you know, is yeah. that something that people wear is like egg sandwiches? Right, right. I right. mean, who doesn't like a delicious egg sandwich? Mm-hmm. And then you also have a hamburger on the menu and mm-hmm. you know, if you don't want the sandwich, you can get that, you know, coddled egg thing coddled in a jar. Or I mean, people love eggs, so you have a you have a breakfast. You make money at breakfast that free range would not make because they mm. don't serve breakfast, right? Right. So they do all this breakfast business. They do then serve at, breakfast. Then right. at lunchtime, you're like, but I'm saying the kind of business that Excellent does. Sure. Sure. Um, then at lunchtime, you have all these people that like, I want to eat breakfast for lunch. This is fun and exciting. <laughs> or they get the hamburger. Which is a great hamburger with an egg on top, mm-hmm. delicious. Like, so I mean, egg slut is a great. I mean, that is a good business model. That it certainly has the longest was, line of the great. It was, it was a perfect. It's a perfect thing for that. 
you know, for that location, perfect time and place, you know. Um, but so maybe that is the new business model is just working the festival circuit, and that way you can work eighteen hours a day, but you're only working two or three days a week, and you're still making the same amount of money, and you I mean, have other t- spare time to pursue your interests in whatever podcasting that you want to do, gardening, whatever, what have you. Sounds like being in a touring band, which as we <laughs> all know is a foolproof scheme. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Don't be a touring band. Be a touring DJ. A touring DJ. That's how you do it. Much smarter. Split much smarter. one way. Yeah, you split the money with no people. I mean, listen, Spicy Pie is... I mean, yeah, I think you're right. I think that's a good... I mean, you look because at Because nowadays the, there's so many festivals. I mean, that's how Spicy Pie makes their entire... Like, they don't have... There's no brick-and-mortar location of spicy pie where you can go eat spicy pie. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do all festivals around the country. And selling $7 slices of pizza. A shit ton of them, too. And they're just following the following the dead all over town, yeah. man. <laughs> all right, that's the new move. I like it. Done. Better than food trucks, for sure. Um, have you guys seen the Netflix new food show on Netflix? The, I have not. The Chef's Table? Did you watch it? I haven't watching it yet. No. I've I've smoked weed and watched almost all the episodes. Oh, wow. Tell us about it. I've eaten it in Naka. <laughs> oh, I, I really want to... I mean, it was amazing. It's like little, like, 45-minute kind of mini documentaries on the chefs, on all these amazing chefs that if you've watched other food TV shows like Mind of a Chef, it's basically they're just piggybacking on all those people. Well, but, isn't, it, isn't, actually, isn't it the guy who directed Jiro Dreams of Sushi? Maybe I thought the guy who directed know. these directed. It's very beautifully shot. He create he directed Jerry Dreams of Sushi, and then this project came you say about. Jerry Dreams of Sushi. Jer- Jerry. <laughs> Jerry That's a sequel. You didn't say Jerry, Jerry Dreams. Jerry of Dreams of Pastrami. It's about, it's about my uncle. It's about my uncle. He really likes. Uh, he really likes sushi a lot. Um, uh, sometimes he thinks about it when he's sleeping. Uh, they made a documentary about it. Uh, I think isn't it that guy? Isn't it that guy? And Netflix was like, "Will you make?" What about making like six more of these where you Netflix go to different restaurants like, in the I'll U.S.? You, I think. I could be wrong. I mean, that sounds but totally But I'm going to pretend right. like that's the truth. Oh, that, that sounds good. Yeah. Um, but it, I, I, I think it's really awesome and really well done. Super dope documentaries, beautifully shot. It looks like they spent a lot of money on it. And it's really awesome. But that's coming from me. But uh, neither of us have seen it, so we're not going to argue with you. I think next topic. I feel like I would enjoy it. <laughs> I feel like I would be way into it. Does it have anything to do with the tasting table website? No. Nope. Okay. Because I got a little notice. It just it. has something to do with cinematography. That's beautiful. No, but if you're saying, I mean, yeah, Jiro, the movie was so beautiful. If it if it's got a similar even more texture so to it, then, even more so. Yeah. Ninaka. I've yeah. never. Fairness, you should tell people that you hate uh, Japanese people and Japanese food. So oh, it might course, not have been the cinematography. Of course, <laughs> it might just be the subject matter. That's right. That's right. <laughs> no, there's Jap- I mean, like Nanaka, which is a restaurant in LA that I have never even heard of. Really? I never knew anything about yeah. it. Have you heard of it, Andre? I have not. And they did a profile on this girl who, and it's like she's she's been struggling working in other restaurants she opened a sushi restaurant that struggled for a long time and then and her parents owned a sushi restaurant right down in orange county or yeah 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 and she met her life partner who is now her sous chef and partner in the business and does this cool japanese style of serving that has a name that i forgot what it's called kaiseki yes kaiseki where you serve certain dishes in a certain sequence and order of how it's supposed to be eaten like 
you always serve a steamed dish before a fried dish and a grilled dish before that, and then a raw dish comes in this order and all that stuff. Um, did, have you eaten there? Yeah. What, what, what do you think? It's great. But it's mm-hmm. also like, I mean, I haven't seen the documentary, and I ate there like maybe a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. Um, food's amazing. It is a strange place because okay. it is like, it's this unmarked. Get all like, Jonathan Gold on us right now. It's this, Well, he, he reviewed it like a couple years ago. Okay. He was like the one who, and he wrote about it and they got really busy. Okay. I don't know if they're still busy or it's, like, I'm it's, sure, it's about about to be, I'm sure now busy, it's going to yeah. write. Mm-hmm. And I think after Jonathan Gold wrote about it, because before Jonathan Gold wrote about it, I would see her like she'd come into Scoops, the West Side Scoops, because it's right across the street from Scoops. Okay. She'd come into the West Side Scoops to just get ice cream, and it's like, oh, who's that? Oh, yeah, she's got this restaurant across the street. Like, some you lady. Know, I, think they, I think they serve like four people a night. Like, it's like you know, it was definitely like right. a, you know slow going at first. They have no sign. You would have no idea it was there if mm-hmm. you didn't. Like look on Yelp, or if you drove by, you would have no idea. Also, a slow burn business model. Yeah, terrible business model. But it's expensive, you know. So if they could do one turn a night, like their and yeah, it's it probably looks very expensive. their rent is probably nothing. And right. so we went. We had an amazing meal, but the service is kind of like if you're expecting it to be this, you know, perfect meal from beginning to end always like it was a little disjointed and like it was definitely i don't want to say bush league but like you definitely oh. felt like you you felt like you know there was a lag time between like some courses would come out right away some courses there would be like a little bit of a wait okay we had a reservation but had to wait like 15 minutes like they were running a little behind so mm. we had to, zach does not abide the no, 15 no, no, minute no, no. wait what i mean is that right. like, we just, just lost a star from on the an, from an expectation standpoint the food is is awesome. The food was so good, like mm-hmm. really, really good. But I can also see how it's possible that a documentary like this could make it seem like this finely polished machine right. of Japanese like sorcery, Pers- you know, <laughs> where sorcery. like where you've never had a meal like this right, good. Right, right, right. And there are definitely like little quirky things about it. Kind of like, um, have you been to Sushi Zo? In Culver City, which is kind of down the street from there. Yeah. It's one of those, you know, $200 omakase, like, they hand the pieces of fish to you, yeah. like, one by one. You dunk them in and soy sauce. that's the kind of place that, it's in a, it's in a weird location. Like, it's a ranch got, on it. It's in a weird location. The lighting is weird. It's not necessarily, like, right. this, you know, super romantic, like, magical place. But you're spending a lot of money. Do they have the, the Dodgers? Food's incredible. Huh? They got the Dodgers? Like on TV? <laughs> yeah. No. They got the freaking game on? Well, one thing that... Uh, I've heard they are doing a special for the Pacquiao fight, if you want to go. Yeah, <laughs> that would be Saturday amazing. Night. It's, uh, yeah. They're, they're doing oh, a kick- Filipino food? Yeah. They're doing yeah, a Kickstarter good. to pitch in on the pay-per-view, <laughs> if you guys want. Um, one thing that I noticed that was really awesome is they they have, like, huge three-ring binder notebooks, and they every single customer that's ever eaten there... Uh, they have a file on them, and they store that into a database. So when that person comes back and makes a reservation, they remember what they served them because her menu is constantly changing. Inaka does that. Yeah, that's fucking cool. So it'll be like, hey, I'm re- have you dined with us before? And it has a computer system with all of their preferences, all their allergies, all their things they don't eat and they do eat. And they know what they served them last time, so they don't repeat any dishes ever. And you know who else does that? Noma does that. I think. I think oh, Noma. Yeah, that would make I could sense. see Noma, Noma doing Noma that. Noma does that, and they. I think they, they actually. Scan you there. I think they actually 
you I, I think I read somewhere that you will never eat the same dish twice at Noma. Like they keep track of everything you eat so mm-hmm. that you never get but the same thing. But what happens if you really twice. like something and you want yeah. to eat it again? I, I think you could probably request it. Right, right. But uh Yeah, that's funny. Like when you when you hit the the top level of dining. Maybe the service you, at Anaka has gotten like way better. I mean, if you ate there a couple of years ago, I'm sure they yeah. they probably have it dialed in now. I mean, I wasn't like I didn't go a month. Look, if after, you hate the place, you hate the place. It's I fine. <laughs> I didn't go a month after it opened or anything. Right, like, right, right. And we had an amazing meal. We totally would recommend. How much I'm not did it cost it, you? It what was. Do you think? It was expensive. I mean, I think it's it's definitely in the. Uh, you know, I don't want to say because I don't. I don't remember exactly, so right. I don't want to say the wrong thing. But I'm pretty sure it's like one twenty five, one fifty, mm-hmm. like in that range. And it's like before, a pre. It's like a prefix yeah, 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 thing. Yeah. Like you yeah. don't. And I think it's before like tax tip drinks or anything. Right, so right, it ends right. up. It's it's a it's an expensive one. Okay. Also, ninety percent of their customers have had their identity stolen as well <laughs> by dining at the restaurant. <laughs> yeah, that's that's why uh, that's how she makes her real money. She does some she, social security scams. Sells them to Algerian data miners. <laughs> well, anyway, if you're listening to this, you should watch that Chef's Table series because it's it's very great. And smoke a little weed before you do it. Nice. Um, medicated, any- <laughs> medicated while you watch it. Did you have another thing that that you were talking about uh, that you had notes for? I don't remember. I don't remember. Who even? But I knows? like this. I like this. Do we want to talk about Shake Shack? <laughs> <laughs> I will say, you know, you, we didn't talk about uh, Eddie Huang and the thing you, uh, the last time we hung out. Okay. Oh, yeah, which, that was uh, good. I, have to, I, don't, I wanted to thank you for inviting me to that. Yeah, even though Eddie Wong probably didn't want you to come. Well, the fu- <laughs> so, you know, I will say. There is pro- enough people in there for you to slip under the, uh, under the radar. Probably, I've never seen you in a fake nose and a mustache before, <laughs> Zach. Well, you, pro- <laughs> you probably didn't realize this when you texted me, but the magnitude of our text conversation was in my life was kind of a big deal for me i made a huge stride that night because you texted me and you were like hey dude i'm at eddie wong's place barbecue you should roll by Mm -hmm. and every other situation like that that i've ever been involved in the jew in me kicks in and i'm always like free food i'm always like are you sure like does he really (laughs) want me to come like normally my text would have been to you to say, oh, yeah, did he say, did he tell you to invite me? Right, right, You know, or right, like to right, kind right, of right. suss out the situation. Mm-hmm, Should mm-hmm. I really be going? Like what, like, you know, just that neurotic. So you like, wouldn't be in trouble, yeah, are you sure? Uh, right, I mean, and I would probably ask you three you or four the right times. person? This is Zach. <laughs> yes, and unless, and unless you had been like. This is not Zach Efron, this no, is Zach Brooks. he really want, and then you probably just would stop texting me mm-hmm. back, and then I just wouldn't go. I would just write, yeah. don't care, and, and turn my phone on? Yeah, yeah, and, uh, and I, I had a whole conversation in my own head about this, because I was going to So that's respond. where the Jew part kicked back in. And, I, and, and then I was like, wait a second, I was like, you know what? I was like, fuck it, man. I'm not going to do it. I was like, I want to go. He texted me and told me to come. That's it. These people love me. That's it. Well, I didn't go that far. But I was like, I was like, why well, am we I going to Jew it up? Like, just be like, so I texted you back and I was like, what's the address? Done. So, and you uh, sent me the address and I was like, see you in 20 minutes. Uh-huh. And you it found was, out the party was restricted it and was, you didn't get in. It was, <laughs> it was so, so cool. It was so hard for me to do that. You have no idea. That's awesome. Uh, I made huge emotional strides thanks to you. And then they were all ruined when I walked in. I was and there Wong too, looks by the at way. me and goes, this guy. 
what the fuck are what you, you doing? What here? are you doing here? <laughs> I was like, blame Jason Stewart. Uh, Jason what? Stewart. Is there, a history? Under the bus? is there a history? Uh, I don't know. Oh, I threw you under the bus. That's fine. That's I fine. was like, thanks for letting me crash your party. It's Jason Stewart's fault. He's the one that texted me your address. <laughs> um, that that also seems like the way somebody would talk, like when a when a guy asks a girl out on a date, kind of thing, and. Sorry, you weren't asking me out on a date? Yeah, wait. <laughs> that wasn't but a date? I'm saying instead of you being a neurotic Jewish person brain, it sounded also like like a 14-year-old girl getting asked out for the first time. And you're like, I'm just going to do it. No, I mean, he must yeah, actually like me. No, no, like a lot of self-loathing. I get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, totally. was the other night not a date? <laughs> yeah, let's go back to this. I yeah. mean, there were some other people there, but I mean, we got some quality time on the balcony. He wore uh, his good hat that night. You didn't notice that? <laughs> uh... Yeah. Eddie Wong came strong with the rib game. He's never going to invite you again, by the way, just so you know. He's never inviting you to another. Yeah, because you, the, we let a mole into the Big into mistake. the den. A Big wolf mistake. into the den. Big mistake. I know. The oh. ribs were great. They were great. Rib. It was no General So's chicken, chicken drumsticks, but. No, it was not. I told you not to ask him about that. I asked him about it. <gasps> Damn it, Zach. I didn't ask God. him about it. Oh. Uh, I did not. But I do want those. Uh, Eddie made. General So's chicken drumsticks for some record label party in Coachella that I was not invited to because Jason wasn't there to send me the, <laughs> to send me the address. For you not to uh, second question. I was invited and I, I was... did have the address, but I wasn't going to give it to you if I wasn't going to be there. <laughs> and uh, I really wanted those General So's drumsticks. I even texted Eddie and said, are you coming to Coachella? Bring some of the drumsticks to the festival. Right, right, he yeah. Uh, he didn't reply to that text. Weird. And you, and I wonder Surprising. why he doesn't want to hang out with you. <laughs> you're the guy who's like, Eddie, yeah, you're cool. I just want your your chicken wings. I actually, I do feel genuinely bad for a lot of these chefs that they're the people that are most excited to see them and talk to them are short, fat Jewish guys. <laughs> like, I mean, if I was a hot chick, he definitely would have brought. The, oh yeah, yeah. The general like, did you wings. get enough to eat, Zach? Or if I was if I was dating, <laughs> I saved a plate for you over here <laughs> in my was, room. <laughs> if I was dating a hot DJ, like then I'd get invited to his parties directly. Right. Yeah, that Again, is. Was that, that not is, a date? That is an interesting point because you you think like you know chefs, musicians, all like they kind of fit into the category of of you know chick magnets, but in the food game now and it, nowadays, you know, it is a lot of short. I mean, unless, unless, unless you're mistaken, like, mistaken, they're still total rock stars. Unless you're like Ari <laughs> from Alma, who's attracting like the hot girls who make, uh, you know, uh, smoothie bowls, balls? bowls of smoothies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then. Well, I mean, the the Alma guy is he's a good looking good looking guy though, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, in that like you know Semitic way. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> if you like that kind of thing, please do. He he's a Jewish looking guy. I just I'm angry. I'm angry that there are some Jews that get to look like him and some Jews who look like me. We can't have it all. It my makes friend. me upset. It makes me upset. Well, you know, maybe it's time for you to start getting into the into the chef restaurant tour game. Yeah, is that uh, so you can really start cleaning up with these uh, with these ladies, my friend. I'm married. I'm married. A or, little uh, a little attention doesn't yeah, hurt to look. Know. Unless we're talking about you. Was that date? Was that a date? Was that a, was that a date? Was it? <laughs> can I text you? Can I text you're you? You're married, but you can mess around with a fella. Can I, yeah, 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 yeah. You've got children, man. It sounds too messy for me. I don't want to. Get uh, yeah, I would that. definitely <laughs> impregnate you. I, <laughs> I, if I, if I look at you for too long, you hey, will be. Hey, if anyone at this table has ovaries, it, it's you, buddy. <laughs> I, Are you talking about my big boobs? I don't you know, know I can't have means. children. 
Um, well, this podcast got interesting, didn't it? It's yes. a food podcast still. Churros burrows on Hillhurst, guys. <laughs> Highly recommend it. Yeah, did you try those churro sandwiches yet? Yeah. They're um, good. There's a, a recall of milk, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Check it out. Um, well, thank you for doing this, Zach. As always, it's a it's been a strange journey of food with you. Thank you. Speaking of which, the my greatest. kid got out of school 15 minutes ago, so I should probably go. Gotta go. Speaking of kids... What's wait? He's fine. He's got a sack lunch. We just got the right? report coming in. He's he's just been abducted. We're so <laughs> sorry about that. Our uh, phone Amber alert. You're a long way from home. I had a feeling Jason was connected to all the mm-hmm. child abduction rings. Yeah. Of course, he's getting reports hey, where man. the juiciest kids are getting snatched up and at what time. The juiciest kids. kids. Hey man, podcasting doesn't pay the bills. I got to make a check somehow. You leave his candy van out of this. Hey, <laughs> Human trafficking. Give it a sh- give it a second it's, second it's chance. The, it's the new food trucks. <laughs> the trafficking is the new food truck. Uh, all right. Well, we'll let you go. Uh, Thestewpodcast.com has all the episodes. If you like the show, please tell a friend. Give us a nice rating and review on iTunes. That's all we ask, and we'll keep bringing you some maybe good content every once in a while. But you know, I think we're everyone's loving it. And and, and when people don't show up, I'll be here. That's right. <laughs> Um, yeah, and all of yeah, everyone on Twitter and Instagram is loving it lately, and we thank you for that. It's very nice. Thanks. Andre would never see that because he doesn't have it. Um, Should get it. People can listen to Zach's podcast, which is "Food Is the New Rock," and Boom. and they can visit him on the Midtown Lunch blog for all of his cool food stuff. And you can follow me on social media at them jeans. And thank you so much, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.